Yes, indeed. We have one full day in the books and another one about to get underway. It is the nation's college basketball show and podcast. We bill it as such. It is college basketball coast to coast and however you found us, wherever you found us, social media link, etc. Thank you for doing so. Whether you found us on the TuneIn app for free on the Tag Sports Group channel, the show streaming 24-7 every day in March, or you found us on Apple Podcast under College Basketball Coast to Coast. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and the show comes automatically to you. We're here about lunchtime or so every day, getting you ready for that day in the NCAA tournament, et cetera, et cetera. My pleasure to kick things off here to talk with the play-by-play voice of Abilene Christian University. I have known this man for numerous years. He and I are linked because we're Memphis State Tiger brothers from another mother. I am living vicariously through the ACU Wildcats because they're in the tournament and Memphis can't find their way to the tournament even with a map right now. Grant Boone with me here, ready to call um, ACU and Texas on Saturday night. He's in Indianapolis. Great to have you, young man. Happy March Madness. Thank you, TJ. You know, another year, another year of Abilene Christian in the NCAA (laughs) tournament. I mean, it's kind of getting old, you know, (laughs) twice in a row now. Uh, Seeing as how we went Division I in 2013 and sat those four long years in the NCAA mandated uh, probationary period. So we've been eligible for three NCAA tournaments. We've been to two, and we're pretty fired up for tonight. Oh, no doubt. No doubt about that. So more on the Wildcats. And again, as Grant made mention, they, they did this the last time there was a tournament two years ago. And I, I kind of quasi joked with you at that time, just for just a second, that you don't know when this can happen again. Well, now, I mean, there's almost an expectation because you've done it again. Now they're going to be expecting this year after year after year. So it's a it's a really neat thing to be back there again one more time. Yeah, it is. And, and I've said that very thing to all of our people. And Joe Golding, our head coach, is kind of making me look like an idiot because they're like, what do you mean? When are we going to get back? We'll just get back next year. That's what we do. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, it, it, on the low major, uh, you know, on the low D1 level, when you're in a league that gets one bid, you've got one shot to get to the NCAA tournament, and that's through the, your conference tournament. And Abilene Christian has won the last two Southland Conference tournaments. This fall, we're headed off to the WAC, along with Stephen F. Austin, which was a tournament darling, you know, for a couple of years. They Twice they, they won a game in the NCAA tournament in three years of going in a row. We're going with Stephen F. Austin and Sam Houston State and Lamar University. Lamar, of course, Billy Tubbs, the late great uh, coach there for years. So those four teams are headed to the WAC. Uh, which is going to make that league, you know, even stronger. Grand Canyon got its bid uh, by winning the WAC tournament. New Mexico State's still out there. Southern Utah is a regular season champ from the big sky. And and it's going to be a, a, a terrific league. So we're looking forward to it. Love all of that. All right. So I promise I am getting back to ACU, what this team has done well, and the matchup with the Oh, by the way, Texas Longhorns, as if you need a subplot even more uh, for uh, Abilene Christian to be in, that you're playing the horns, the the iconic brand in yeah, the state of Texas. But, sure. hey, hey, there's already been some Indianapolis mojo. All the games in Indianapolis and in greater Indiana and Bloomington in West Lafayette, 
You were in attendance Friday night. I saw on social media one, Grant Boone, that as the North Texas Mean Green were celebrating that upset win in overtime over Purdue, you were right there. So already some double-digit seeds have been pulling the upsets. You saw one right there in person at Lucas Oil Stadium. Give me a little flavor, please, on college basketball coast-to-coast. Kind of a scene setter for ACU, maybe. Yeah, it was uh, was really cool. In fact, uh, I'm just kind of rifling through my head of the Texas teams. Baylor won on Friday. uh, Texas Southern won on Thursday. Uh, You had Texas Tech win in Bloomington. Uh, earlier on Friday, I was also there for that game. I, my, my color commentator is Ron Holmes, the longtime men's basketball coach at McMurray University in Abilene. And he was an assistant for Joe Golding briefly uh, at ACU. And he does the color commentary for me. He gave Chris Beard his first NCAA head coaching job. That was at McMurray University, D, you know, D2, D3 back in those days. And then Chris went on to coach at Angelo State. Then he went to Little Rock one year went to UNLV, basically passed through the airport, you know, pulled a slot machine a couple of times and then went on to Texas Tech where he's been since, you know, 2016-17. So uh, Ron was there with me and and we got a chance to see Chris Beard in Texas Tech after a sluggish first half uh, outlast Utah State. But, um, you know, University of North Texas had never won a tournament game before. They, you know, they've got, uh, they'd been to the tournament several times, but had never won a game. And, uh, and, and their head coach is a guy named Grant McCasland, who for about three months was the head coach at Abilene Christian University. And from April to July of 2011, he had been hired away from Midwestern State back in the days when AC was Division II. And Midwestern State was one of our rivals in the Lone Star Conference. Uh, Grant had won 30 games back-to-back years, taking Midwestern State to the Elite Eight, which is the Division II version of the Final Four. Uh, And we hired him and he was there for three months. And then Scott Drew had the nerve to offer him an assistant position at Baylor, which is Grant's alma mater. And of course, you know, ACU is not going to get this. Like, what are you going to tell a guy? Don't go back to your alma mater to a top 25 program. And so he did go back. And then now it's late July, August, and we're looking for a head coach. And we hired Joe Golding and Mm. Joe's now in his 10th season. Well, Grant coached tonight at Lucas Oil Stadium. Tomorrow night, Joe will lead ACU into the NCAAs for a second straight tournament. It was a really cool moment. Uh, The guy who's the associate AD for North Texas is Jared Mosley. He played basketball at ACU. He was the AD at ACU. He hired Grant McCaslin. Then he hired Joe Golding a few months later. And so he got to be there and watch, uh, you know, his school currently win their first ever tournament game. And tomorrow night, he's going to be there and have a chance to watch his alma mater, Abilene Christian, try to win their first ever tournament game. Love it. Love it. Love all the tie-ins and love the atmosphere in and around Indianapolis. Grant Boone with me here for a little while longer on college basketball, coast to coast. He is the voice of Abilene's Christians um, basketball and football programs and is going to be on the mic for the call of their matchup with Texas. More on that in just a second. Give me a quick uh insight on what is it like around there because it's the first time really ever that all of it is in one place you've been walking around you've been there for a day or two you've been in lucas oil stadium what's it like right now early on around indy and the tournament you you do still have the the buzz that you do like at a in fact it, it feels a little like a final four uh i've you know covered a number of those and and that really is what it feels like because there's 
um, you know, there, there's one venue. Now, now, in reality, there are multiple venues. I actually drove uh, down to Bloomington earlier and watched the Texas Tech game. And, and as I said, and, and so, so that made it weird. But um, it, Indianapolis is a phenomenal host city for big events, including Super Bowls and Final Fours. And Amen. It, it was just a, it was it, it's the perfect setup. And um, and it, it, it you still had people teaming in and out of the stadiums and, you know, the lines are a little longer and you got to, you know, get your uh, a lot of the places where you walk around, you have to get the temperature checked when you go into the facility. And it's a, it's a few extra steps like that. And, and it is, you know, it, it is weird to walk into an arena and see a giant curtain, which is what they have at Lucas Oil because they've got two courts there. And ACU, for example, is going to play tomorrow night on the Unity Court. They call it Equality Court and Unity Court. And North Texas played on the Equality Court tonight. So um, hopefully we can find Unity with, with North Texas and win tomorrow night uh, on the other court. But uh, it, it's, it, it feels very much like a Final Four. Well, they definitely played the game with Purdue like they had equality, and hopefully yeah, we'll yeah, have unity sure. in the community for ACU uh, for on this. So thank you for sharing some of that. So let's get into this. Um, a, a smile came on my face. I have often said the selection committees, plural, year after year after year, peak. They're never going to admit this, but I think they were peaking at peaking as in looking at a Texas Abilene Christian matchup because I don't think it's mere coincidence that it's not Eastern Washington as the 14th seed or Moorhead State as the 14th seed or Colgate, but it's yeah. Abilene Christian. It, it just adds to the subplot for this. So I guess the logical question for Joe Golding and his team. How much bigger a deal because it's Texas in that state grant? What do you say? Yeah, there is no question that, I mean, Texas is one of the top probably three or four brands in all of college athletics. If, I mean, monetarily, it's it's number one in terms of profit, uh, you know, what the university makes. They're the only school that has its own TV network, you know, Um, it, it is, it, it is it casts a massive shadow over a huge state. And if you looked at what teams that ACU students and ACU alumni root for other than ACU, it would be Texas. In fact, if some were being honest, they would say they root for Texas more than they get fired up about ACU. Keep in mind, ACU was a division two program from the early 80s until 2013, we were NAIA for a decade before that. And before that, we were NCAA small college division. So we've got a great history in track and field. And we've we've had some good football players come from ACU. Women's basketball has been you know, stellar through the years. But, you know, uh, men's basketball ha- has not been a big, you know, we, we had some good runs in the old NCAA college division days and the NAIA days. And then in the 80s, when we were Division II, we won some conference championships. But, you know, we went for 20 years with, you know, with, with one or 15 years with one winning season, almost 18 years with one winning season in men's mm. basketball, not even, you know, as Division II. And then we went Division One, and, and Joe Golding has been the architect, along with his associate head coach, Brett Tanner, who had come from Stephen F. Austin uh, and helped build them into a, a, a real mid-major power. So uh, it, it, Texas, it, it's big. And here, here's the difference. So two years ago, you had me on and we played Kentucky in Jacksonville. And that was on a Thursday night on CBS and Ian Eagle did the game. And it was, it was the primetime game. 
Uh, and Kentucky's the winningest program in college basketball history. And so that was incredible for ACU to, to get that chance. But if ACU, you know, were to shock Shaka and Texas and, and beat them tomorrow night, it's front page of the, of the Dallas Morning News, of the Austin American Statesman, of the Houston Chronicle. Uh, I realize newspapers aren't what they used to be, but those papers still are. And, and regionally, it, to, for, for Abilene Christian to play Texas, it's going to bring a, a level of attention that, uh, you, you know, really in, in many ways surpasses even playing Kentucky two years ago. Mm-mm-mm. All right. So we get into this now a little bit. I saw some of this ACU team in the win over Nickel State uh, for the Southland title, which is obviously the most recent victory uh, for the audience here. Educate us a little bit. What does ACU do well and who has to, and maybe it's a couple of them, show up large for a shot to hang in with, if not maybe upset the Texas Longhorns? Go ahead. It- Sure. ACU is number one in the nation in turnovers forced and turnover margin. Okay. Texas is a team that uh, struggles at times to protect the ball. They were bottom half of the big 12 in, in, in turnovers and in turnover margin. Now that's going up night after night against big 12 competition, admittedly, but even against non-conference division one teams. So Arkansas, Texas tech, East Tennessee state, which is a perennial NCAA tournament contender, Austin P is another one of those. ACU still averaged 20 forced turnovers per game. So ACU wow. turns you over. Uh, we are a team that uh, m- makes threes, but, but only after going inside. So we're not a team that's a run and gun kind of a team. We've got a, a seven footer in Colton Cole, who was a first team all conference selection. We're going to dump it down to him. He's good at kicking it out. He can also make it with either hand from four to six feet. And then our power forward is a guy named Joe Pleasant. His dad is Anthony Pleasant, who played on a couple of the Patriots Super Bowl teams. And so earlier this year in in February, Joe Pleasant was at the free throw line and it hit me. Four days earlier, his his dad's teammate with, with the Patriots back 20 years ago, won another Super Bowl, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. And so here's, so Tom Brady is still winning Super Bowls as his original Super Bowl winning teammates, kids are playing college basketball. So uh, Joe is a, Joe looks like a tight end. He's 6'8", 240, 250, a big, strong guy. So what you're going to see from ACU is pressure, usually not full court. We'll run a little zone pressure, but Generally, we're going to pick you up in the half court. We're going to pressure the ball, try to take it away. Uh, Texas uh, has guards who are terrific, but they do turn it over a bit. Uh, And and I think for ACU, it's about can we turn them over and then can we not turn the ball over ourselves? And, And again, to your point, making shots is what led Oral Roberts to the victory. It's what got North Texas into overtime with Purdue, where they made more shots and won it. Uh, the Oregon State upset you referenced, if it really was an upset, a 12 against a 5 with Oregon State rolling off the Pac-12 tournament was based on them bombing in three-pointer after three-pointer. The epic upset by UMBC of Virginia yes. w- was a bomb fest from them just making shot after shot. That is the key ingredient in any of these upsets. We'll see 
um, if that is the case. And one more fun one, just for hilarious sake, I'm throwing some Champa Bay championship, Champa Bay mojo your way because Tom Brady is old enough that Antoine Winfield Jr. plays on the Buccaneers. His dad, Antoine Winfield Sr., intercepted Tom Brady in his career, and now the son got an interception in the Super Bowl on the team playing with Tom Brady. Grant Boone, we've been around a while, and Tom Brady's been around a while to see a lot of different things. We uh, have. So, so I'm throwing some Champa Bay love uh, your way we'll for Abilene Christian. Yeah, I love, I love that. Well, listen, as if I have to tell you this, it's a thrill. It's a professional thrill to get to do these things, and you get to do it again. I love your work in the golf world uh, on the LPGA Tour, and he works the Masters coverage online in a few weeks. But th- there is something special about the NCAA tournament, and I'm living vicariously through you, my friend, for ACU against Texas coming Saturday night. Looking forward well, to I'll it. I'll tell you, the, the, uh, the, the, the decibel level might be a little higher than it is at Amen Corner um, <laughs> tomorrow night, uh, later tonight uh, as, we, as we play at Lucas Oil Stadium. But uh, the, the excitement is unmatched, and – for Abilene Christian to have a chance to go up against, you know, the greatest, maybe the greatest brand in college athletics. Uh, it's an absolute treat. And I hope um, and, and believe that we'll represent the university. Well, it's what March madness is all about. It's a 14 against a three. Let's see what happens in that battle in the Lone Star state grant Boone. Fantastic stuff. Again, follow him at grant Boone on Twitter. He's a great follow. He's a fantastic guy off the mic as well. And again, we got to get some rendezvous ribs, the two of us, at some point and figure out what's wrong with the Tigers. It's a different situation and a different conversation for another time. For now, it's all about the ACU Wildcats. Grant Boone, thank you for hanging with me on College Basketball Coast to Coast. Thanks, TJ. See you, buddy. As promised, there is nobody that I would rather break down the 2021 tournament with than my man Deshaun Tate, based out of Atlanta. Allegiance big time to Sparty, hurting badly because Sparty's already been knocked out of the tournament. Hey, Deshaun, Memphis never made the tournament. You're okay. It's all right. As we rock on here on College Basketball Coast to Coast, he's here to help me preview 16 more games on Saturday in the opening round of the tournament. We will whittle this all the way down to 16 teams by the time we're done on Monday night, one day in the books. The names Oral Roberts and North Texas reverberating all around the country and blowing up everybody's brackets while they do it. Deshaun, good to have you. We've got so much to cover before the Saturday action going. Did you get enough basketball? Did you get enough rest for the reload? How are you? I was going to say, did I get enough sleep? My mom's only been calling the baby boy nonstop all day. Uh, But it it has been, you know, it it has been – well, some of those last, you know, 48 hours, Michigan State winning overtime. We've got a lot of overtime games to yes. this thing, though, TJ. And when you started talking about how impressive uh, the upset wins were for Oral Roberts and for North Texas, both of those wins, ironically or coincidentally enough, against Big Ten teams. Uh, so that's a whole nother conversation. And but both in overtime, to your point, went both, to the overtime both. and beat the Godzilla. Mm-hmm. That is correct. And so, you know what? At the end of the day, you know what this is about. It's about surviving. It's about advancing. We've seen some craziness. We knew that we would. I got a good feeling that we're about to see more within the next few hours. Just get ready. We saw a 15, a 13, and a 12 win on Friday. If you don't think there's going to be somebody with double digits next to their name win today, you ain't been paying attention for a long time. And Deshaun and I are trying to help. How did Oral Roberts at the end of the day, do this against, I, I'm fully admitting, I have Ohio State in every bracket in the Final Four, and ORU, 
uh, won their first tournament game since 1974. Richard Nixon was still the president for a few more months. Deshaun, I'm giving you a little history lesson on a Sunday. He had not resigned yet because of Watergate. Uh, what, the Rolling Stones were a big deal. The Vietnam War was going on. That's the last time Oral Roberts won a tournament game 40-plus years ago. How did they do this against Ohio State? Give me some quick analysis. Well, obviously, Ace missing the backcourt obviously was, had to be really good for them, and he was. And how about the big man in the middle? And they're, they're not a really big team. I mean, it's Oral Roberts for crying out loud. We started talking about O'Banner, who was a walking double-double. He's one that had to bring some contribution to this team, and he did exactly that. The inside-outside game was very impressive for them. And for Ohio State, Dwayne Washington Jr., he didn't shoot it very well, couldn't throw a rock in the ocean from the boat, for crying out loud. They found a way to take some of the bigs between Key and E.J. Liddell out of the game. Uh, being able to do that, I think that's something that ultimately gave them the opportunity to add a number to the left side of the result column. I really believe, and I put this on social media, what do I know? This game, yes, Oral Roberts made the plays, and the game ended up going into overtime. But this game was lost somewhere around the 10-minute mark down to about the four-minute mark when Ohio State was just playing nonchalant, bad shot after missed free throw, after turnover. This is how you get yourself beat. And Oral Roberts extended their lead from like 42-40 to to 49-40, to something like that. That was critical because it gave them confidence and it gave them the opportunity and they made the plays. I want one more quick one from you. We've seen this now two or three times awful final shot in a tie game by Washington where they had the whole you know final 10 seconds to run a player do something he's dribbling out the clock and shooting a fall away Steph Curry Larry Bird step back 30 footer horrible Deshaun can I say again capital H horrible give me more yeah, no, that was a, a a bad. You know what? It wasn't as bad of a shot as I saw Aaron Henry take down the stretch, or maybe a couple others. Nonetheless, that's the thing that's killing me about today's game. You got guys like James Harden that's telling you that it's okay to take a sidestep three or a step back three and things like that. But nonetheless, I see you over there rolling your eyes. But listen, he also had an opportunity at a wide open three in overtime to yes. to close the game out, and he missed that one. Ohio State's biggest issue for me, I don't think that they have necessarily a go-to guy. That's A. B, the other part of that is why they have really, really good guards, and that's what it's all about if you want to survive in advance this time of the year. A lot of them are really good role players, and sometimes you need at least one person to go and get you a basket, maybe not a whole bunch of other guys where you have to determine who's the hot hand today who or who is the hottest hand. Sometimes you have to have a hot hand. And run a play and go towards the basket and set a screen and move and go. Uh, I love this man's insight. Tate's take hoops is where you find him on social media all through the tournament weekend. Tate's take on social media is also a video show, YouTube, Facebook, more on that in a moment. He's got great guests on Tate's take. Love the inside. He's tweeting all the time about these games. Love it. Same question about North Texas. So uh, on, uh, on uh, Friday night, uh, and we've already interviewed Grant Boone earlier in this college basketball coast-to-coast. He was in the arena, Deshaun, watching that upset build and watching them come from behind to beat Purdue. Different story there because Purdue had the lead and North Texas came from behind and beat them. Your analysis real quick for a minute or so. How did North Texas pull it off against the Boilers? Well, you know that you have to find a way to 
if you if, if you want to find a way to beat Purdue, you got to take the big man in the middle out of the game and Travion Williams. And I think it was somewhere late in the second half. We had maybe like eight points or something like that. And they get out in transition, get up and down. And Purdue doesn't necessarily have a lot of experience, which is something that you have to have again this time of the year. Uh, and, and that's something that the Mean Green did. And, uh, you know, when you're looking at this Purdue team, not only was it Travion Williams, They've got another backup. Purdue's typically always have this on their roster. Zach Eady didn't play very well at all. Probably played about 15 minutes or so. I'm not even sure if he scored a basket. Took him out of the game as well and forced uh, Purdue to have to use some of that in it, those inexperienced players to grow up fast. They couldn't do that, and that's why uh, North Texas moved on. And again, part of the recipe, make foul shots. Purdue missed like three critical foul shots in the final three or four minutes that opened the door. They were fortunate North Texas didn't hit the shot to beat them at the end of regulation. Uh, and then the game goes into overtime, and North Texas made shots again. The Hamlet kid for the Mean Green is a Memphis kid, so I'm living vicariously again through Memphis somehow, some way, somewhere in the tournament making shots. What a performance by them as they move on. What, real quick, I want to get to the Saturday games in a moment. I don't want to leave this out. Is there another team or game that stood out to you from Friday? There were 14 other ones. Something I know uh, Syracuse just annihilating San Diego State, making all the threes with Buddy Bayheim. That stands out to me. Um, you know, Villanova, for all the talk of them being upset, uh, they played very well even without Gillespie and beat a good Winthrop team. Okay, that's me saying that. One more. Was there a team, a player, or somebody else from Friday that you want to give love to on college basketball coast-to-coast before we preview Saturday, please? Yeah, maybe the most methodical team in college basketball. Certainly, I would imagine the oldest team in college basketball being the Wisconsin Badgers that absolutely wrapped the napkin around their neck on North Carolina, <laughs> uh, who's just the, the inexperience definitely showed for them. And maybe even I think they even out rebounded North Carolina, which doesn't happen to them very often. So that was certainly one of them. I think that uh one of the other ones that was a huge takeaway that not a lot of people are going to pay a lot of attention to because you expected for this two seed to beat this 15 seed. But I, I, I don't even think it was because the 15 seed wasn't that good. I think it's because the two seed was, 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 was that good. And that's the Houston Cougars. And I think that they're going to show up. It wouldn't surprise me uh, to see them do exactly this against a Rutgers team that did play very well on yesterday. Um, but I, I will say enough to say that Syracuse definitely do, did their part uh, by taking down San Diego State in a fashion that I'm not sure any of us would have expected. Let me tell you something about real quick about Buddy Behan. Most people mm. figure, oh, well, he's on the team because that's his dad, or he's getting shots because that's his dad, and he's getting this, he's getting that. But no, like, this kid can really play. If they find a way to insert Joe Girard, who scored a gazillion points in high school out of New York, on the same page as well. They've got the length, they've got the athleticism, and they always find a way to get uh, give some teams the fits with the zone. Syracuse will now play West Virginia on Sunday. Uh, for Don't they always do this, TJ? Yeah, they used to Don't play all the time in the Big East. Now in they're in different like conferences. This. Yeah, and in so now like we got this, them together. Syracuse and UConn, yeah. Syracuse, UConn, uh, West Virginia, et cetera. So West Virginia won big. If, if people are just waking up and joining us on the preview, depending on when you're hearing us, they won big pulling away on Moorhead State. All right, I've only got about three or four minutes left. It's not going to do it enough justice for you. Give me a couple of games. Georgetown right away with Colorado is the first game. You may already know the result if you're listening to us later in the day. I believe the Hoyas will find a way against Colorado. Deshaun, quick answer. Do you agree or disagree on that one first game out? I definitely agree. 
All right. And Oregon State showed the same thing. They came off the hot weekend and they just kept bombing against Tennessee. I think Georgetown may continue the same thing. Give me a game or two this afternoon or tonight, Saturday, in the preview mode that you're really watching and why. I see some vulnerability with Alabama. A lot of the reasons people get their brackets busted up is because they remember last probably factor that in too much into their bracket won the regular season in the sec won the conference tournament but this is not iona's first rodeo they've been to this thing about 15 or 16 times and by the way they do have a head coach walking on the sidelines that has taken uh five different teams to the ncaa tournament so that's one of them i'm excited to see that one texas and abilene christian that one's going to be a really exciting one for me my dark horse to win a national championship would have been texas but the team that has been making me a couple dollars I'm going to try and say that quietly in case my mom's listening, TJ. I don't want her calling me about no money. Uh, Abilene Christian, and I think that's yep. going to be a good one. And I'm going to give you one last one. Let me give you one last one real quick. Uh, Virginia and Ohio, I'm really excited about as yep. well. I think there's an Ohio team that can definitely make a sweet 16 run. I've got them on my bracket, and that's something that I expect to happen. You've been touting the Ohio Bobcats uh, ever since Selection Sunday night to be a 16 seed as a 13, or be a six sweet 16 team as a 13 seed. Let's see if it starts to come to fruition. Are you ready? Are you caffeinated? Do you have enough TVs charged up and phones charged up and 16 more, my friend? Are you ready for Saturday? The answer is no, but I can guarantee you that by the time 12, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time hits, I will be more than ready. Believe it. You got to have ample time to prepare. Get the get the uh, the nourishment. Get the uh, the TVs ready. The phones ready. I love all of it. Tate's Take Hoops is where you find him. He's got Len Elmore, the former uh, player, but the former CBS, a great of all the NCAA tournaments, breaking down the tournament with him on the latest edition of Tate's Take. Find it on uh wherever you get podcasts find it on youtube find it on facebook on periscope tate's take the show deshaun be back with me soon to talk more about the tournament enjoy saturday my friend i appreciate it looking forward to it tate's take hoops for basketball love thanks to you love that love grant boone the voice of the abilene christian wildcats playing texas on saturday night we're back tomorrow with another edition of college basketball coast to coast in the recap mode for saturday the preview mode for Sunday. For now, we are done. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Thank you for finding us on the nation's college basketball show and podcast. It's college basketball coast to coast. Enjoy Saturday of the tournament. Bye.